Welcome. To Arcade Audio. This week's episode of Married with Movies. I am your host, Samantha Mullet. See next to me, actually sitting on the other couch, is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Yeah, you've been replaced. Okay. And sitting next to me on the couch, my beautiful friend, for his fourth time on the podcast, Andrew Zangry. Hey, man. What's up? Welcome. Thanks. Your regular old, um... You're like back when uh, Regis was on Letterman all the time. That's what I'm going for. You're the guest. Yeah, you're the Regis. You're the Regis of Married with Movies. Super Dave Osborne. <laughs> super, super Dave. Can you do a super, a super Dave impression? That's not Super Dave Osborne. That's that's Bobcat Goldthwait. I can't do it. Super Dave Osborne is basically John Laurinaitis. Very close. Okay. He was a cinder. Huh. Huh. Hey, it's, uh, I know we're getting off track already, but <laughs> wanted to make sure Alf's came by and, uh... This is the first time Alf has appeared on your show? This is the first time I'm here! Hey! Hopefully it'll be the last time <laughs> you're here. I don't think so. It kind of sounds like Andrew Nicely. No. Yeah, it's... It, it does not. Totally similar. different. You hear it. All your voices kind of hover around the same center. Like, your, your Beetlejuice is just that with, like, the pitch shifted slightly to the right. Do Beetlejuice. He was a cinder! Uh, now this, is because, this is totally different than me! Than Alf! And Alf Super Dave Osborne. Dude, uh, the fuck, you fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Hold on a second, this is Super Dave Osborne, and this is Beetlejuice, and this is Alf! <laughs> and this is Andrew... Alright, we'll let them decide. You guys are mean. <laughs> There's all the evidence. What we do here is we watch movies and we're supposed to like each other. And you guys point out my I'm weaknesses. I'm sorry, I think we're all in a bad mood after watching the movie that we just watched. I what? think that that's true. Watch like, that watched true. like six hours ago. <laughs> and uh, we're still not over. And I've had the runs ever since. So if you're new to the podcast, what we normally do, legitimately, is we BS like this up front before we t- uh, watch a movie that's in our random... Large, obviously, movie collection. Oh, so then when, this shouldn't have been in the in the running. No, unfortunately, we have to keep this now. Um, when yeah. when Andrew's in town, uh, we normally break the rules a little bit and either move something to the front of the line, or or he brings us brings us tidings that we have to to keep. Um, which is this week's episode, and we'll get to the backstory of it in a second. And, and you know, of course, this isn't one of our two picks. That is up. It is uh, January 29th, <laughs> 2018, for frame of reference. Um, uh, happy Royal Rumble Day. Everybody had a good Royal Rumble this past weekend. Happy Royal Rumble Recovery Day. Royal, the National Royal Rumble Recovery Day, which Samantha and I both needed. We had a rough Sunday uh, for the Royal Rumble. Happy Rusev Day to everybody as well. Nobody that's listening to this <laughs> understands that, but still happy Rusev Day to you and yours. Well, um, well, whenever they listen to this, it's, it is happy yeah, Rusev yeah, it's, Day. it's always Rusev Day. Um... That's all that's going on in our uh, in our lives. Our like the woods we talk about ourselves every week. What's going on with you? Anything new? Anything fun? Anything exciting? Oh, I've been uh, binging on the Oscar hopefuls over yeah. the last couple of months. I was going to bring that up. What have been some of your your faves and your your? I'm very pleased to say that I think just about every movie that is in the running for best picture is a good movie. Nice. Good. It's good. Um, it's good to hear. Yeah, it's a good year, and I think. You know, desperate times. Uh, what's the? There's a lot of phrases like call for desperate. Desperate times call like for that. desperate measures. And a lot, and you know, great art comes out of, you know, times that are. Yeah. There's there's something worded better than I can right now. But this year was a lot of movies that are coming from a place that is frustrated and trying to find it 
answers to really complicated questions and in their own unique way. And uh, I, I think they're all doing a great job. It's a, I encourage everyone to go out and see Lady Bird and Shape of Water and uh, the other ones. I saw Call Me By Your Name. I saw mm -hmm. Molly's Game, which has nothing to do with anything. No, it's just a good poker movie um, from all accounts. You saw Three Billboards. I saw Three Billboards. That was awesome. Yeah. And of course, you saw Get Out back earlier yeah. on. What is what if like of the nominees? What is your favorite? Like if you had a choice, if you had to pick. It's a really good question. Uh, after I saw Lady Bird, I was pretty sure that was it. Yeah. And then Shape of Water was right up there. Yep. And real talk, I back in July whenever I saw Dunkirk, I was like, that's probably gonna be the best picture. It was really, really, really good. Mm. Um, right. and it, and it, I think it at least deserves to be in the conversation. Uh, so uh, earlier, we went to Benny Hanna's earlier for uh, a late birthday celebration, and we were waiting for our table. We were briefly talking movies at the bar before we got interrupted by getting seated. And you asked me, like, if we had we caught up on anything. And a couple weeks ago, I caught up. I watched Disaster Artist and It. And I, before my memes got interrupted, I was halfway through Dunkirk. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't been able to watch the second half. I actually got it for super cheap at Target so I can finish anytime I want. Not impressed with the first half of Dunkirk. Whatsoever. I think it was a movie theater. Yeah. Oh, that's, we already talked about we this did. when I when I, call, when I talked to you on the phone. But yeah. So like, we'll, I'm a, I'll eventually watch it the second half right. of it. But I think you are right in that we've talked a conversation a long time about Christopher Nolan is is the last experienced director, and that like he's a guy that like his name alone will make people go to the movies and see it because they want to you know have that feeling mm -hmm. and I think I think that's definitely a case with that so but we'll see one day we'll see. We'll I, saw, I saw Phantom Thread in 70mm yeah which is cool awesome which is dope um, and I, I, I haven't seen anything yeah I haven't seen anything well you we saw this this is this is the most recent film you've seen is Pocket Ninjas I wish I hadn't seen anything <laughs> and of course we're on the subject of uh, nom uh, voting for awards of course uh, Zengri's votes are in I know for mm -hmm. the mullet awards so you have just about a month left to get your votes in. Arcadeaudio.net slash the mullets. Voting is hot and heavy. There are there are some ties going on at the moment. There are some runaways. There are some nail biters. So make sure you go vote. Uh, you can vote for every category. You vote multiple times. You can go vote again if you want. There's no, there's no nothing that says you can't do that. Okay. On multiple devices if you'd like. I'll do it while we're having this conversation. Just do it. Just keep voting. Just keep voting. Uh, only Samantha and I. Are limiting ourselves to one vote. Yeah, we're, we're, trying, we're not allowing. We're not allowing ourselves to vote more than once. So we're being fair. We're being honest. We're being good people about this. Um, yeah, and also because you don't have anything to do when you're at work all day, so you just go on and vote, and then go on another computer and vote, and then go on another computer and vote. But I'm not gonna do that. I'm but you could. I'm not gonna skew it whatsoever. I want to earn my films and my nominations. Well, you won't. I will. You won't. I will. We'll see. Oh, well. She's competitive about everything. Everything. Everything <laughs> is competitive. Um, so fair warning for the rest of this podcast, there will be an, probably an effort by Zangri and I to put as many shitty references to Sean Mullen's song Lullaby as possible, <laughs> like we've been doing for the past 24 hours. How did, really? do, you remember, do you remember how it came up last night? Uh, I think it's better to not remember that. <laughs> We just somebody said somebody said something, and it was like one of those those shitty lines from that song. Like she grew up with the children of the stars, <laughs> and we just been going on it ever since. So we'll we'll get there more, but let's get into today's movie. Uh, the movie is Pocket Ninjas. Um, would you like to read the back of the box? Is there is well first of all on the front? Is there any taglines or, or reviews? Yes. You go, uh, what's the tagline of Pocket Ninjas on the so, front? Uh, there are. Three children in uh, makeshift ninja garb, mm -hmm. one's holding a broom, one's holding simple green cleaner, one's holding a plunger. Those are the three children that are in the film, correct? Uh, no, these are absolutely irre irrelevant <laughs> children. I want to make sure that was on. on we uh, don't know who these children are. No, Where some, are their parents? Yeah, somebody <laughs> needs to find these kids' parents. Where are their parents? Uh, tagline, the fiercest fighting force under four feet, which is great alliteration. That's wonderful. Yeah. The, that is the best thing about this movie. It really is. And none of them are under four feet. That girl was taller than you. <laughs> uh, what's his name? David? Little shit? Steve. Steve. <laughs> Steve, yeah. Steve was under four feet. Yeah, he could have been in the minis. You're right. 
Uh, do I read the back now? Yes, you read the back. Okay. Special features, uh, interactive... You know, oh, you don't have to read that part. Yeah, you don't have to read that part. <laughs> um, warning, federal law provides severe civic and criminal... <laughs> read the, read the <laughs> synopsis. There you go. I'm trying to avoid it as long as possible. All right. Prepare for a martial arts journey into misadventure when three young martial arts students discover a comic book about the mythical white dragon. But when the evil Cobra Khan jumps from the colorful pages into real life, this is, this is I guess, what happened. We, oh, so I think we had to run They didn't really off. explain this well. Um, this, well, don't, 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 but, but, but don't when spoil the, it. Finish okay. reading it. But when the evil Cobra Khan jumps from the colorful pages into real life, the kids suddenly find themselves in the middle of a true-to-life martial arts battle. Turning to their sensei, Master Jack, for help and guidance, they set out to defeat Cobra Khan and his dangerous gang. <laughs> Who are on the loose in the city? Exclamation point. <laughs> From the schoolyard in the to the backyard, these pocket ninjas with an apostrophe incorrectly. <laughs> these Chinese pocket restaurant menu. ninjas are the fiercest thing under four feet. Exclamation point. So, uh, if you remember, the adventures of Ford Fairlane, and. Other episodes where we talked about gifts for you back in the day. Great. I'm uh, so glad that you have And choices. This. <laughs> I'm so glad you have this compulsion. Choices. Well, no, I've, I've received it as well. Choices, episode three, actually, is also funny. Um, our friend Tatiana, she uh, went through her like movie collection home and gave us stuff she didn't anymore. And in that movie collection on DVD is from Justin the Kelly, so I'm finally going to have to fucking watch Damn. it. After having on VHS the song, I would just buy Andrew random ass shit. And it's for the, the cheap laugh. And now I'm, it's biting me in the ass and that you're bringing them all to me for us to finally watch. So this was one, you've probably owned this movie close to 15 years. You've probably, been, you've probably owned this for 15 years. And we finally watched something it. Something like that, yeah. I, I have, I don't own a lot of, you know, material things. You don't, not at all. All jewelry or TVs or, uh, what's, the, what's the money for nothing? Chicks for free. You're right. Uh, swimming pools and movie stars. Fucker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, God damn it. But I have like two large boxes that I've carried around with me across the country several times that when I open up to look at them, I'm like, why is this thing holding me down? <laughs> and I look at it and it's, it's uh, f- filled to the brim with shit that this guy has, has lovingly given me from the the bottom of the used bin at different pop culture stores. I'm pretty sure that that particular movie is from a gas station. No, this no, this <laughs> might be. That is from the Specs that was in the plaza where I worked at Regency Cinemas. It was like three doors down. They had like this was back in the day when they still had 25 cent cassettes, and this was what dollar DVDs were in ni- in 2003. Wow. Think of what dollar DVDs are now. Like you can get like freaking Austin Powers for a dollar on DVD now. Right. This was a dollar DVD 15 years ago. What do you think this runs on the street these days? On the street right now? Yeah. I think that runs for being used to do lines of coke <laughs> off of. By I'm the cast. So, <laughs> by the cast. Because while we're watching it, we're trying to look up on IMDb, you know, like, because also, it's hard as shit to follow in this movie. Who's who or what is what? So mm-hmm. we're trying to, like... You know, at least build pictures and names and cases so we talk about the movie. Right, look at the cast and get their names and everything like that. And uh, it was impossible. Because there's no, like, everyone, like, most of these people are dead. (laughs) Nobody was a legitimate actor hardly in it. (laughs) Like, there was about halfway through when Augie Artillas from Podswoggle was also here. He was asleep throughout most of it. <laughs> and, like, I think part of him honestly thought that, like, it, this doesn't exist. Halfway through, we all thought we were asleep. We questioned reality real, real, for real. I just thought that we were watching a different movie. I felt like you, like, hit the channel, and, like, you changed channels, and it was a different movie. Real talk. I've been on this earth 31 years. Now. 31 years and, like, <laughs> 11 days. This is the worst movie I have ever seen. Without question, this takes every cake. Every cake that is baked in America at the moment, this movie should walk up and fucking eat it after it farted on it. 
This is the worst. Mm-hmm. The worst. <laughs> the absolute worst. This made Ford Fairlane look like Citizen Kane's first five minutes. It's a privilege to have been here for this. Is that not the worst movie you have ever seen? What is a movie anyway? <laughs> not that. <laughs> not that. I'll Just, tell you what. Uh-huh. There have been movies that I've enjoyed less than this. Does that make this the worst? We've talked. We've talked about it. We talked about this on the minis, did we not? We, sure we, talked, did. About, we talked about this on the minis. Like we talked about this on Ford Fairlane as well. Well, Ford Fairlane is a different story. Ford Fairlane, I contend, was not one hundred percent bad like this was. Um, like I love shitty movies for the experience. This one actually made my <laughs> head hurt. And granted, I had a lot of alcohol last night, and I wasn't feeling good anyway. Sure. This did nothing to make the situation better. It was a hundred, one hour and 17 minutes. The package, by the way, had this movie 14 minutes longer than what it actually was. <laughs> Couldn't even do the math on the fucking runtime correctly. Um, there was nothing sensical about it. it, it, it no, it, 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 you're right. It was a it was a barf queef of fucking barf. it was a queef barf of again excessive montages and the same excessive montages yeah repetitive fake children martial arts there's so much to go over but is there really there is. Here's the thing. No, here's the worst thing. Nobody can really like be like, oh man, yeah, they're right. Because we are probably the three of the ten people in the world that have seen this movie. Right. Including like these kids and their parents. That's probably right. So is this the worst one yet? I'm sorry, what? Is this, like, think of all, like... I thought last week was bad. I thought East of Eden. We watched East of Eden, which is like a, a national film registry. Yeah. <laughs> and we, still, and we hated bad. it. We hated it. I hated it. But uh, I we, hated this way more. We can appreciate what went into East of Eden mm-hmm. and what it, whatever bullshit meaning it has behind it, and that you know I'm sure that was one of, that was one of three James Dean movies. But this is the only Sunday film. <laughs> I mean, let's be fair though, it's the only okay. Sunday film that there is. Sure. So I mean, from a from a technical, like how they teach film in a class, or you know, uh, if you're getting trained by experts about what a film should be and can be, this is the worst one. This is the worst one I've ever seen, the worst one you've ever seen, and probably ever will. From a, oh, a viewing experience. Yeah. This is far from the worst thing I've seen. Because, oh. It really did feel like they handed, like, some kids and a kung fu instructor in Los Angeles, like, $3,000. <laughs> And like, said, you have two days. Go make a movie. Quick, get out of here. And then there has to be a scene in a balloon room. <laughs> yeah. That's my we'll only get, that's my only rule. We'll get to the balloon room scene. And like, it's like uh, uh, the John Peters when he gave uh, Kevin Smith the uh, he had to write Superman Lives. Mm. He's like, I don't want to see him flying. I don't want to see him in that outfit. And he has to fight a giant spider in the third act. <laughs> it's that kind of thing, yeah. you know? Um well, we can go ahead and announce uh, before the 2017 Mullet Awards, the winner in the, the 2018 Mullet Award for Worst Movie of the Year is is <laughs> Pocket oh. Ninjas. I think so, and you think so. But it's about what the people think. Mm-hmm. Let's not jump to any conclusions. We, we also have, like, we we also have like 48 more weeks of fucking movies. And and one of the thing, the special things to me about this, which is, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it's incredible, I think. That there's no IMDb page for this. That we can't say, go see for yourself. Go on Netflix or pirate this. You're not going to find this. I actually haven't YouTubed it yet. I'm live on the air. I'm going to YouTube Pocket Ninjas. I will bet money you're not going to find a single scene. And see what happens. Uh, Best of the worst, Pocket. Uh, The full movie in English is on YouTube. No. Uh, uh, B-Movie Archive. It's got 32,000 views. Uh, I'm just making sure this. Yep, the full movie is on YouTube. I was wrong. I will. I will put the link to this in 
the description of the podcast. So That's everyone awesome. can enjoy it. Uh, I'm going to read. Uh, you know what is an appropriate thing? There's 45 comments on this YouTube page. We're going we're gonna to read them briefly or okay. quickly. So Go give people an example. Sure. Let's also refresh things. Uh, I believe the I alternate. Don't you got anything refreshed? I believe the alternate title for this movie is Training Montage: The Movie. A perfect example on how not to edit a movie. Uh, there's a couple that are like random. I'll, I'll skip those. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I bought this movie at Fye on a whim for fifty cents. Uh, so oh, it's lost value over ten years. This may be the most perfect bad movie ever made, mind you. The cover was of Mortal Kombat esque ninjas holding plungers. So this is not all what I was expecting to see when it started up. There's three replies to that. Oh, it's just um like giving like you recommendations of other shitty movies to watch. I wonder if the Trinity version was any different than the Universal mer- version. Can anyone confirm this? There's fans of this movie that are asking questions about okay. versions. Very epic movie. Uh, is this the origin story of Kenny Omega? There's a wrestling reference for everybody. <laughs> I saw this movie when I was little. It's pretty good. I love the music. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I thought I dreamed this. This movie... This movie is real? <laughs> I was a kid when my aunt picked this DVD up in a paper sleeve at a friggin' gas station. No box to it, thinking it was Three Ninjas, which isn't a good movie either, but still. Wow, what a train wreck. This movie is cancerous. Uh, their mask there scare me. <laughs> nice movie. This movie sucks. Okay, 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 okay. I think we get it. We got it. Um, I'm just going to scroll through and, and read you the, the last good one. Uh, horrible dickheads. That's a, that's a comment? One. That's a comment, yeah. That's a comment. So there's kind of a... There's kind of an idea of... So this movie's very polarizing, is what you're telling me. No, it's not. <laughs> it's pretty polarizing there. We had some good, some likes, some dislikes. I think well, the, there was... What we thought. There was one comment there that... I think we 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 shared gas station sleeve. <laughs> no, um, Sam definitely looked over and you at three or four different points and said, "Is this real? Are we dreaming? <laughs> what is is life real? And is this a thing that exists in it?" Is that what they were trying to get at? Well, I by yes by way of pocket ninjas this. This movie made us question everything. Well, you're King Gary, right. it's card and a pen. Which is more than a lot of films sure. would say. Some of the highest grossing movies ever. Sure. It didn't make me seriously question God and existence and if if I'm here or a simulation. <laughs> or was the whole movie like we so we honestly don't know in this movie what was supposed to be real in the context of the movie. Right. And what was just them fantasizing he, off of a comic Yeah, because these kids were in it's their, cl- like, they're in their um, treehouse, clubhouse. That they got to by climbing up a thing of twine, <laughs> by the way. Hey, yo, throw down that rope. And it's like the thinnest, weakest looking rope. That, th- that, that rope was used to tie together Anne Frank's diary. Oh, my um, God. I'm just showing how but thin. It's like, but why would you have to say that particular <laughs> reference when Andrew and I are the ones on your show? That's true. On our, on our show. Pretty Who's important. got the other famous diary? But why and so it's an older diary. Diary is a skinny kid. An old, kid. Older. Uh, your different diary. Uh, there's going to be. <laughs> there'll, there'll be a crossover at some point. Uh, <laughs> that's. Fuck, that's still just the Anne Frank book. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I couldn't. Oh, um. So like they're, like they're training with this guy who's really just shouldn't be around children probably. Yeah. Um, sweaty blonde, like, sweaty blonde Fabio fuck kickboxing dude. Uh-huh. Special appearance by I guess he's like a well known kickboxer or something. He barely put two words of English together. Um, about the white dragon, but like they're training to become like the apprentices, and they have also these stupid dumbass scary ass masks, and they're fighting. A clan. The, the Cobra Clan. No, the Cobra Khan is one guy. Oh, but the entire time we thought it was a group of people. This, this is the Cobra Khan clan. Yeah, the, go, the, the Cobra Khan clan. The, the real KKK. Jesus Christ, I'm oh trying to sleep. She's awake. Did someone say KKK? Cobra with a K. The Cobra Khan clan. 
you moved for a second, she was up. I'm like, oh my god. That's like the third time. She's done that, that yeah. That's happened, and um, it's terrifying. Every time. So the Cobra Khan clan, uh, no, the Cobra Khan is one dude who, we'll get probably back to him later, but I just want to point out, he had the most pronounced chin and jaw mm-hmm. ever. It was not a prosthetic. I've seen a picture of him online. That's how that guy looks. Yeah. He look. He looked like Jay Leno and Flabber from Big Bad Beetleborgs. And together. the Great Collie. And the Great Collie. Very, very true. No, the 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 group was called like the Stinkers or the Stoners or the Stingers. Like they kept changing it. The and Stingers. I, I don't. They they literally said four different names, <laughs> and I think it was either meant to be funny and cute, and of course it failed, or. The continuity, they just didn't remember what the fuck they were calling I them. said something about continuity while we were watching this, and you told me to never mention <laughs> that word in the context of this movie ever again. Fair point. Um, but then, like, at the end... But like, then we find out that, like, like, one of the climaxes of this movie, probably about 45 minutes in this, we find out the leader of the... What's the name? Cobra Con Clan. Cobra no, the Stingers. Can. The Co- Cobra Can... <laughs> is no, Cobra Khan is out, one guy. You find out that, that the one who's bossing all around is Chubby Khan. Cubby Khan. No, you find out very early on because that's the first time yeah, you get the in. four humorous villain montages of this little eight-year-old boy beating up like, his dad and just some random fuck off the street. Slag. No, oh, no, no, not slag. slag. Were you paying attention to the movie at all? <laughs> Slag was the like leader of the gang who was out on the street doing the work. He was the first one at the car who threatened the the young couple. The young couple, he, yeah. He was the one who cut the bottom out of a trash can and tried to hide while sneaking up on someone, and then was hit by a car, <laughs> and seemingly cut in half, dumped into a back of a vehicle, and then was perfectly fine. The next scene, yeah. they literally. Here's <laughs> the best part of that scene. So. This is so bad. The guy's slag is in the uh, cut-out trash can, and he's doing, like, the sneaking up on one of the kids, following them home. And they're literally, like, he lifts up the trash can, and as he tiptoes, it's like... And he lifts the top of it up. He's got dirt on his face from an empty trash can. And then he doesn't see... He gets hit by this truck... And, like, his friends that are watching him or helping him, one of the bitches is eating a bagel, mm-hmm. and the other guy's just, like, driving the car. They see Slag get hit. They, like, pick him up. It's obvious there's nothing in it or nobody in it. They dump in the back of the car, and they go, oh, I'm not hungry. You want to get a donut? Not caring that a friend could be dead inside. And the only thing you could be bothered and say is, bitch, you just ate a bagel. <laughs> yeah, I did say that. Um... This no. podcast is just as disjointed as this movie was. It's hard to like put rational thoughts to this. All right, let me try to ask the normal questions. Um, the director, Dave Eddy. Do you have any questions for Dave Eddy? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Where? <laughs> How? When? A, Who? What? A, sounds like Stefan. This this director begs the question. Hmm. <laughs> um. What was your favorite scene in the movie? The end credits. Uh, well, the end credits were good because <laughs> this movie did like, um, like uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Like think of a movie that like it shows you like each character at the end with their name. Uh, like horrible bosses, for instance, it does that. You see each character, and it's like funny, like either bloopers or deleted scenes. You get to each person. This movie does it, but they literally just replay. <laughs> Scenes from earlier on in the movie, yeah. with each character and the person's real name in weird. it. So I would agree that's actually the most enjoyable part of the movie. Was there anything, <laughs> anything else that you would pinpoint? Mom, they've got my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so I love. I've never fully watched it, but Troll Two is regarded as like one of the worst movies ever, including the most, one of the most famous bad line deliveries ever. Was they're eating her. And they're, then they're going to eat me. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> this kid watching his mom get kidnapped after being enticed by a $100 bill, a beefcake poster, and coupons on a fishing line. Yeah. And so, obviously, on a fishing line, because they were pulling it. Yeah, you could see it. And, and, and he sees his mom get kidnapped, and the guy goes, 
my mom. They stole my mom. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah, it's pretty I, I, I fucking died. But favorite scene, I, you mentioned the balloon room earlier. There's, there's please a, take, please t- explain everyone the balloon room. So Cobra Khan and the White Dragon, mm-hmm. a they have a showdown of sorts in a. How did we get there? How did we get to that scene? There wasn't a build up to it. There, there was. was no, it no literally just began. They just showed up there. It was a cut to that scene. And and, like and maybe editing. we're supposed to realize that this was maybe like a comic book scene brought to life or something, but there there was no preamble or post explanation. <laughs> what happened was he walked into this warehouse that had confetti and balloons in it. There were two clowns. There were two clowns. They were blowing up balloons. Right. Uh, maybe just as a fetish. Like, I don't know why they were in this yeah, warehouse. I don't know they were just there. And, and they, they came in and found these like skeezy clowns mm-hmm. and, and scared them away from the balloon house. And then they <laughs> started... <laughs> Can you please say that sentence over again? No. <laughs> So there's there's these skeezy clowns these hanging clowns. out in their balloon house. And Cobra Khan <laughs> and the White Dragon just scared them away from their balloon house. And and then they had what some would what some would call a fight, but it turned into a lot of like secret handshakes. They uh, jumped onto balloons at, the, at full force and in, instead of the balloons breaking they bounced them up in the air like they, slow motion trampolines they were popping balloons on purpose and then using yeah exactly using balloons as springboard devices and then yes. there was a lot of three stooges nyuck 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 hit your nose pop at your head yes Dan- they were dancing at one point I believe as well definitely dancing like, dance fighting it like, was a dance actually, fight actually I think one of them maybe created the Macarena in this yes yes I it was very close accurate. to the Macarena what year did the Macarena come out 95 this, this was, was before yeah yeah. invented yo Los Del Rio better watch out because they might get sued by pocket ninjas by Ricky Robago. Rick Robago. Whoa, wait, hold on. Is it no, Rick well, or Richard? We gotta remember. There's two Rick Robangos in this. There is Richard Robago and Ricky Robago as Cubby in this movie. Yeah. Uh, he is the, the small kid who also led a whole fighting squad mm-hmm. and had the sickest moves. <laughs> the worst fucking. All right, so here's the thing. If you're gonna be pocket ninjas, make sure that every fucking person that's gonna be delivering any sort of ninja karate kicks and punches. Does it look like a fucking dweeb when they do it? Mm-hmm. And this movie doesn't do that. There, are, it is obvious. I know, Julie. <laughs> there, it's it's all these, a dream. There's henchmen who were you know supposed to be intimidated by, and so are the the pocket ninjas. Yeah. But we we see the henchmen kind of preparing for battle, and. You know, p- punching the air in different directions like they're training. What was the reference? Uh, the one dude that I was specifically left referencing shark. earlier was, was acting like Left Shark from the Katy Perry Super Bowl ad. Yeah. He, I, I think the third time they did that scene, I was like, oh, for Christ's sakes, I know these moves at this point. Because <laughs> I've seen them twice. Yeah. And then, like, horribly having a not even moving punching bag knock them unconscious. Wasn't some dude's butt on fire at some point? <laughs> that was at the beginning. There was a fire scene. Uh, some guy poked another guy's butt with a knife, and yep. it made this like boing. <laughs> and, and also, there's this uh, throughout the whole movie. There's this sound effect. <laughs> you know, you you would you would hear the sound effect in in you know when you imagine a bad action movie when someone gets punched and it goes. Sure. Whoosh, whoosh. It's, it's sound sound fully editing. Yeah. Right, and and they use that sound like three hundred times, and sometimes not when someone's getting punched, but like they. Uh, open a door or they (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, it it was you know uh, this way over you sound effect that I I was great let's talk about the 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 uh, the villain like clan as well like all the different villains so we had Cobra Khan who like we said was this like massively chinned caricature of a human being who we saw again later in the virtual reality scene, which we have to get back to <laughs> later on. Um, that's right, I said the virtual reality scene. You had um, you had Slag, but then like all of Slag's crew in the standards or whatever the stingers. fuck. The stingers. Um, there was just like three middle-aged white women in it. Mm-hmm. There was that one like uh, 80s porno dude 
there was the guy at the end who uh, got like kicked in the dick and was like, Whoa! like right up to the camera. Um, there was, was he like a crooked banker or something? <laughs> Mr. Kaufman who like kept like awkwardly blinking with one of his eyes. Was that Guy Daniels? Uh, yeah, Spe- Guy Daniels or something like that. Special appearance by... No, I think that was Mel Novak. I think that's who that okay. was. Because um, there was also some bullshit plot about like, like... Toxic waste yeah. and poison, like... Which came out of nowhere, too. I don't even know, like, where that was introduced. Like, all of a sudden, there was just poison. They mentioned it on the TV show. The news reporter said the fish were appearing on the shore, and they had evidence of toxic slime on them. Why was that being done? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I have too much respect here for your father not to do this. Why are we doing this? You guys just don't like fucking fish? Why do you think like Captain Planet? Like, there's these characters who just dump toxic waste into the ocean. I don't know what their reasoning is. But I'm sure they... I think Captain Planet, they had the common decency to explain that they had, like, a company that could have, like, benefited from, like, destroying the world or, like, taking over a certain area. They can't beat up fucking middle schoolers! <laughs> yeah. Like... Also, don't forget uh, that that same Mr. Kaufman dude had the nerdiest, weirdest Asian accountant ever. Basically, looked like fucking Urkel, and like no, you know what he looked like? He looked like Long Duck Dong, and a Booger from Revenge of the Nerds had a baby, and they put him in Weird Al Yankovic's thrift shop fucking outfits. All right. Yeah, I mean that's that's accurate. Yeah, I think it was pretty yeah, good. Um, pretty accurate. We're missing villains. I know this. Uh, we have the little kid. Um, What was the worst part of the movie? Well, I know what you're going to say. Well, that's why I'm opening up so you guys can cover it first. Or you guys can cover something else um, first. I think uh, part... Um, the, the the montages... And it's you know it's, it was said in the YouTube, YouTube comments, but... Which continuity and editing and all these things and flow, the fact that they used repeated three different montage montages several times, it, you you kind of buy out at that point. Yeah, bad yeah, point. It's true, and I also really was not a, a, a huge fan. And it's hard to just pick one part, right? One scene, one part. It's like a through line. I just really didn't like. There is no through line. Any interactions of. The kids. Like, and I know we're going to get to the acting and everything, but, man, these child actors sucked. And, like... There's, like, such... Yeah. Uh, there was such, somehow, misogyny with these this yes. little boy. Like, girls can't do it. Such, Poor girl. such misogyny, such tension. And, like, at the beginning, Zangri, you saw... You were like, oh, what's that little boy from? Like, the youngest one, like, looked familiar. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that he's not in anything else. Because I, I can't stand to watch his fucking fat little face. It's a little, he's yeah. a little fucking you know, he's, yeah, he's probably a real jerk. asshole. You know, it's funny because like when we started, we were like, oh man, like how three ninjas, this is just going to be. And it started, we're like, this seems really serious for some reason. And it was throughout, like somehow, it, like the tone was always exactly wrong <laughs> at every moment. Right. Um... And we were saying, like, oh, which one's going to be Tum Tum? And we're like, I ain't going to be no Tum Tum because I need kids fat. That kid was fucking Tum Tum. Yeah. That kid was the absolute worst ever. Um, so let's talk about virtual reality, huh? I'm in. Okay, so we're going to that scene? So the climax of the movie, if you can call it that. I don't remember. Uh, so one of the kid's moms gets oh, yeah. kidnapped. We've discussed. Damien's mom. Damien's mom. Um, kind of appropriate. Um, and the two kids go to help, and the one girl's like, no, we shouldn't. We should, like, fucking call the police or something? I don't know. <laughs> like, This was Tanya? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, her teacher was like, yeah, you're in too deep. But then he trains her anyway to become the white dragon. Yeah. And then she goes to, like, their lair, and they beat up everybody for a really long time, including, like, the crooked banker, or whatever the fuck he was. Mm-hmm. And then finally they're going to have a showdown with the with Cubby Khan. Cobra Khan couldn't even bother to show up. <laughs> no, he did. He was a character. Oh, well, yeah, 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 hold on. Okay. 
So Cubby Con, like they chase Cubby Con. No, they like literally it cut away to something else. They appeared in another random warehouse. And then they just appeared somebody else somewhere else. And, and like at an arcade. They were at an arcade all of a sudden. People are getting poisoned and these kids are at a fucking arcade. And they're like Cubby Con yells something like prepare for the ultimate challenge. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, we've played this game before. It's like Why are we talking about games right now? There were knives. Guns. And then they put like a virtual reality helmet and gloves on and they start fake fighting over virtual reality. But like they're barely moving their arms and the virtual reality fight is more slapsticky extended arms and multiple kicks and with Kobacon. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the DJ from Public Enemy <laughs> was the first one. Uh, Sub-Zero with tits was the second one. And the third one was Destro from G.I. Joe, essentially. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And this was like ten minutes. Very wacky. It was like a Looney Tunes scene. No, because Looney Tunes is funny. Okay, it was like, uh, uh, what's another? Pooney Tunes. Pooney Tunes. Um, and the... Final, I guess, battle of any sorts ended in Cobra Khan, who we're supposed to be really scared by, getting sprayed with silly string and then punched in sped up uh, time about 5,000 times. And then they sell, they, they all danced, I think. Like, everyone just kind of just <laughs> got in the middle of the room and danced. Look, mind you, remember how we just build up the, like, uh, the girl is the white dragon, she's the answer? She gets beat. Easier than any of the three in this virtual reality game. They finally, like, beat Cobra Khan in the VR game, and it cuts to the three kids celebrating, we won! And we never see Cubby Khan again. Ever. No. And they go back... They killed him. Virtually. Then they just go back to their fucking clubhouse, and then the little shitty kid has a girlfriend he's been hiding or something. Yes. And then it just ends. No, there was a voiceover, and then it showed Cobra Khan again with a mustache. No, that was the credits. No, 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 no. Before, was it? No. Shit. What is real? <laughs> this, this brings us back. There, there was a voiceover, and it showed, I think, two people on a, like, dirt bikes? <laughs> <laughs> there were dirt bikes! <laughs> with, like, a sunset? Can we please recap? So there were random dirt bikes. There were two or three helicopter shots, and I don't mean, like, from a helicopter. I mean... Of a helicopter. I'm like, let's show a helicopter in the sky so we don't have to pay for a helicopter. (laughs) There were so many stock footages of, like, L.A. Uh, There was a parade. They obviously just, like, were like, okay, we'll shoot on this day, and no one will notice. (laughs) It was for what? It was for the Chinese New Year, right? No, I don't know that. I think it was. I think it was. Okay. Thinks it was. Because like the kids were getting chased throughout it, even though they've beaten up these kid these villains all the time. Mm-hmm. I said at one point uh, these villains make Harry and Mar from Home Alone look like Ted fucking Bundy, <laughs> like. I have no more words. Yeah, it's it's really hard to. It's re- it's just really hard to verbalize it. This movie just. It just... Needs to be to seen another... to be believed. No. It... It, I mean, take our word for it. If you value your sanity, uh, take our word for it. I can't imagine doing any kind of drugs and watching this. It literally might make your asshole blow out. <laughs> Let's get into MVP and LVP. This is going to be tough. This is going to be extremely difficult. Look, I have a case for MVP for somebody but it literally took me an hour <laughs> like it's, it's never been so long into a movie where I'm like I have no idea okay so who are you thinking I'm going with Damien's mom <laughs> mm. would be my MVP okay. because for, multi- for about three reasons number one kind of a milf number two <laughs> number two her first scene where we're finally like, oh, cool, they have parents. Wonderful. <laughs> she uh, she honestly seemed like she was the most capable actor involved. Like, 
She didn't say anything that immediately made me feel embarrassed for her. Right. I mean, sure, she was then used to... She, like, she, she walked into traffic following coupons <laughs> on a fishing wire. <laughs> but that wasn't the actor. That was the character. Yeah, she did a very convincing job of doing it. Right. Yeah, it's true. And then she was tied up. And she, we, we also learned in the credits that she catered the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> she was the caterer. She's the MVP. <laughs> I'm just all those people. <laughs> Well-fed, man. <laughs> Her last name, like, at first it was, like, Hennigan, like, Henniger. I think her name was Suzanne Henniger, I think is what it was. Um, I'm just going to say it. No one's going to fact check me. And then it said, thanks for the lunch trays, <laughs> Susan Henniger. <laughs> then... <laughs> <laughs> you know Pocket Ninjas is a shit show when the caterer is the MVP of the movie because she had to be in it. Is there anybody else that anybody would have made a case for? I've already written her down, so that's who we're going with. But wait, wait. No. I, I don't think I'm going to go with that. Well, I, I just dropped the car. Can you grab it for me? Who would your MVP of this movie be? Cubby Khan. No, are you kidding me? No way. You are kidding me. No way. MVP. <laughs> Because legitimately, he is my LVP nominee. Really? I I enjoyed when he was on the screen. I, I think I we're meant to, you know, go along with the idea that this kid is the leader of all these henchmen. And, and he like, doesn't and like, do it convincingly. Well, well, listen. He he's like a nine year old little guy. He mm-hmm. he's he doesn't you know yell much. He doesn't really impose. But seeing how dumb everyone else is that is under him, I'm like, oh yeah, he could totally boss around these guys. And, and I think he had more of a confidence on the screen than all the adult actors. Well, Do I have to replay all of his lines? Well, yes. no. I mean, I can tell you the reason for that is because his father was the director. That's true. Or the writer, or the producer, or whoever he is. Everything out of his mouth sounded like shit. <laughs> He couldn't deliver. All right, get ready for the ultimate. Like he made every kid actor in the world sound like they were Lawrence Olivier. But he can use nunchucks. He cool. Good for him. Do it in your own fucking dojo and don't put it on me. I don't care, Samantha. Well, just say someone. I I already I already agreed that. The mom was really. Yeah. You really, you really think that? Yeah. I, d- I definitely don't think that it's. It's not Tanya. Cubby. No, it's not Tanya. Definitely not Tanya. That actress was so bad. We legitimately thought it was a different actress. Thirty minutes <laughs> in, we all voice were sitting, and I was like, "That's not the same girl." Yeah, is that somebody yeah. else? And then all of, all of a sudden, it became apparent she also wasn't American. Like originally, she had no accent whatsoever. That's true. Not then, a not then, a hint of an accent. She stopped carrying halfway through, and just her accent came through. Yeah. Um, she, uh, that was Sondi, by the way. When we see the opening credits, someone's billed with one name, so she thought she was gonna be hot shit. You know, right now she's um about to uh, she's trying to switch over, um, to the night crew at the Waffle House she works at. She's thinking, fuck, I I was the white dragon. <laughs> I had it all. I had it all. And then some plumber just blew out the toilet <laughs> at the Waffle House. I say, Sondi, need to go uh, Need to go pocket ninja my poop out of that bowl. Because <laughs> he's a regular, and she tells him the story all the time. Right. Um, yeah, the, the, yeah there's, there, there is not a single soul person. The only one I'd make a case for, just because I, I like the cut of his jib, would be Slag. Because that guy, who was also very bad. Yeah. He was a good henchman. He, he was a good henchman, but he's... He, but he was dirty and there was nothing in that trash can. Right. He also was very bad. <laughs> he's, okay. He's, they well, were... Well, they they, they were, were so fast. <laughs> there were so many random people who got like a random ass line and they were all... The two I'm sticking out was what, the one that looked like Rich Camelucci. <laughs> very early on. He was like, was that fucking Rich? I'm like, no. And they came back and I'm like, oh shit. And there was another larger gentleman at the end of the movie who, like, you've never seen before 
who like the guy just like he kept getting his stomach punched, <laughs> and he was no selling it. And then the kid like stepped on his foot, and then he got kicked in the nads, and then he toppled over, and that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, why was that a thing? Like the cop that arrested the evil banker was horrible. All the um, every time that the um the stounders, what was, the, what was the name again? The stingers. Stoners. No, wait, no, you said stingers earlier. It's stingers. Stinkers. <laughs> stinkers. Stop stinkers. Stinkers. Don't, stinkers. Don't fuck with me. The stickers. <laughs> oh, the stangers. The stangers. The stangers. Uh, the stangers. Slingers. Both slingers. the steiners. Oh, don't get me started. Both like muggings they attempt or whatever. Or all started with like the most random setup of oh I didn't like the movie oh did you like the movie, and then that guy got a haircut in a unmarked building, <laughs> with his sixty year old mom. Yeah, that and he was like thirty five. That's weird. I don't know why she's going and pay for his haircuts. They all these all like awful random ass stupid ass lines, and like, then the uh, three kids roll up on roller skates from far away in the middle of the night. This cool is and, th- and this is way before like GPS. Like, or an app to tell you there's a crime in progress or anything. <laughs> um, all right, LVP. All right, so we, so we've settled on on Suzanne Henniger being the MVP. Sure. The LVP of this movie. Sam. Um, there are so many bad. I really didn't like any three of the kids. I'd be fine with. Yeah, they're all they're all bad. They're all bad. <laughs> They're all, they're, they are all bad. Is there somebody worse? I was going to say Cubby Con. Like, throughout the film, that was who I was going to trump it for. Out of respect to Zangri, I will, if you thought he had an MVP case, I will immediately not. But it needs to be said. You know that that, that kid with braces. way worse than Cubby Con. Like, be honest. He was pretty bad. Thank you. Damien was also very bad. He was very bad. My mom. Um, They've got, They've my, got mom. my mom alone. Tens. Alone should really lock it up. My, my, uh, the banker was horrible. The the, the the white dragon. The white dragon was the main. The main was Tommy guy. was so light. Right. Um, my, my LVP. Uh huh. Is the choreographer. <laughs> because the fight scenes and the montages were, were so same. boring. Because like, they were the same scenes over oh, and looped. Right. Uh, that would be Richard, Richard Rebago, I believe is who it was, who was also actor. He was the, um, he was the one that kept, like, rolling his eyes and making these funny faces when he was acting and stuff. Mm-hmm. When we do LVP, we always go based on, like, acting. He would not be the LVP based on acting. But a special notation needs to be made on the pile of shit that he largely put together. Because yeah. I think he wrote the movie, too. And his son is let's be, his chubby. Be, let's be fair. Son. Let's be fair. There ain't no. There was. There was not a script. Uh, they made it up as they went. Yeah, there is. There, there isn't a screenwriter at the back of this. Fuck <laughs> off, <laughs> really. And <laughs> absolutely serious. <laughs> and uh, where it should say original film score, it just says original film score. <laughs> <laughs> they forgot the O in original film oh, score. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> this is... I'm not lying. <laughs> Let me see it. It's on the bottom. <laughs> Where is it? I can't see. Uh, original Vell... <laughs> original Vell film score. <laughs> well, was, there was one... Th- oh, it was the mom thing. There's oh. no writer. Oh, God. <coughs> wow. Jesus. That's this. That's that tells a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't, they, there wasn't actually a script. It makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> so fucking So we said LVP is. Who do we decide on? <laughs> you're gonna need to think of it. I can't. I'm gonna wake her up. I'm gonna oh my god, I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> he's the whole time he's been holding a baby, and she didn't wake up through that. Oh my heaven! 
that made me cry so <laughs> so genuine tears for multiple reasons. I'll I'll go with whatever you guys fucking want. <laughs> Can I pick Damien because he sucks? Sure. I was leaning more towards Steve just because okay. they let's like, say tie Damien and Steve suck. Because those are shitty kid two, names. Two of the three heroes were supposed to be training for the whole time. And they just were fucking twerp ass dumbass kids. Uh, Steve was Brad Buffunda, right? Yes. Let's go based off the Brad Buffunda and Joseph Valencia. <laughs> yeah, that'll get you far. Also, I think that kid actually is still working. Like, oh, no, John Valencia? No, Bufunda. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. His name is Bradley Joseph. I had to change his name. I would. Yeah. Are you? He, oh, no, he's not still working because he's dead. Oh. <laughs> Remember I told you at the beginning of this movie I was looking at the IMDb page? I couldn't find some on the IMDb page except that most of the people involved in this movie have already died. <laughs> I thought you were lying. I, I thought you were joking. I wasn't. No, I feel so bad. So Cobra Kong. About everything we just said. That Cobra Kong guy, he died. Dead. He's dead. Uh, Richard Rabago, dead. Get the fuck out of here. Wait, that's the dad, right? That's the dad. dad. Okay. Cobra Kong's not dead. Uh, Gary Daniels, the white dragon, he's still alive. Okay, yeah, good job, Gary. Sandy? I don't know. We don't know. We don't have any. We don't know who she is. We don't know where she we, is. She was probably illegal. <laughs> she just had to that go Bradley back from where the fuck she was from. Bradley Joseph, dead. Who which was Bradley Joseph? The, the Brad. Boy Wait, how the, old was he? He was a kid. Yeah, he was born in '83. Jesus. So he died when he was 34. He died last year, this past November. He oh died. my God! I feel terrible. That had to have been suicide. Right? I don't know why. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it has to be. There's only there's only two pieces of information on his IMDb page. Okay. That he played basketball and baseball for El Toro High School. Okay. Then he tried out for Saddleback College's basketball team. Um, and, uh, he ended up passing on his opportunity to join. And then the other tidbit is that he started his first film, Pocket Ninjas, at age 10. Wow. That's it. Now he... So he did this movie, he failed to get on the basketball team eight years later, and then ten years after that he killed himself. <laughs> I guess so, but yeah, he has been working in, in things. He's in a movie that's coming out this year. Wait, what? Stand the from, the, from the grave. Oh, man, I can't wait for that posthumous nomination. Sandman <laughs> with uh, Stephen Chase. So he's alive because I, I, I don't like making fun of dead people. Is, is he alive? Uh, no, he's dead. No, he's dead. Okay, I feel, I, he's not my LVP anymore. I can't make No, fun. no, 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 no. He can't God, do that. God rest his soul. No, no it, nothing excuses him from the fact that he was a, sh- a shitty actor. <sighs> okay, rest in peace. <sighs> Brad Bufunda, you are the worst part of this he movie. He finally won an acting award. He did. So, can you grab that card off the floor for me, please? And we, so we're going to go with him. Oh, what about Joseph Valencia? Is he dead, please? No, he's not dead. Who else was dead? Is uh, is Cubby Khan dead? Cobra, Cobra Khan is dead. Yeah, but I went with Cubby Khan. He was no, even younger, no? So, so, wait, Co- Cobra Khan is dead? Yeah. So justice is served. Yeah. <laughs> we got him. We finally got Mission accomplished. Put Bush on that, plot, on that ship. Instead <laughs> Planes. So we're going with Brad Bafunda as the LVP, correct? Yes. I, no, I, I want I, I Joseph Valencia as my LVP. <sighs> and this is not because Brad Bafunda is dead. No, I think it is. I think that you're making an emotional no, no, it's decision not. when it should be based on the Be- facts. Before this, I said Damien. You, you remember that? I did say Damien. Okay. My mom. Yeah, my mom is dead. Oh no, my mom. <laughs> my mom. My mom. My mom is dead. My mom. <laughs> Yeah, all right, we'll go with Joseph Valencia. I literally could write Bla- Brad Valencia in, like, six months from now. I probably wouldn't have, like, that's, uh, yeah, that's the guy's name. And also, they, they tried to make us believe that Sandy would kiss him on the cheek. Oh, or... Sandy was a looker. Way out of his league. That was a, a hard part uh, to swallow in this movie was when she comes out as a white dragon, she takes her mask off, and she is done up more than she was at any other point in the movie. Yeah. Her hair is curled. She's caked in makeup. She's a different color. She went to, like, a fucking tanning booth. Right. Okay. Anything else? No. So the MVP was Suzanne Henniger, the caterer, <laughs> and the LVP was Joseph Valencia, because Brad Bafunda is dead. He, he might be dead. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. He's he dead. is. What, what if there's two Brad Bafundas? No, it's this one. Okay. Then there are two shitty parents. Are, 
Our condolences go out to the Bufunda family. Where's my phone? I'm going to look up the obituary. If you ever hear this. Oh, I'm literally, my phone is right in front of me. This movie. Are we forgetting anything? The 32 years old is too young. Of course, yeah, of course. He's 34. And 32 is also too young. Um. Any, any, like, this random. This movie was just so disjointed and. Oh, he was on Days of Our Lives. I just don't understand what was happening half the time. If it was a dream, if it was not, if it was. We had to put the volume up to like 99 to even hear what they were saying. Yeah, the audio the, mixing. The sound was... mixing in this movie was, the, yeah, it was literally up the max sound I could get. I could barely hear. This was the worst audio. Look, we just, we're in a horrible stage of audio. And the East of Eden was the same way. Yeah. Uh, Brad Bufunda was an American actor best known for his reoccurring role as Felix Toombs on the television series Veronica Mars. Wow. As well as his self made internet videos. Oh, fuck. Cause of death was suicide. Fuck. It was? Yeah. Yeah, of course it was. Fuck. Suicide is not a joke. Rest in peace, Brad Refunda. Call somebody if you need to. Yes. Moving on. I am. Don't watch this movie <laughs> if those thoughts are on your brain because this won't make it better. Doesn't help. Exactly. The, this movie will not help. But, but I will say, on, you know, to my, you, you're going to give it a zero, a point zero, whatever. No, it has to be one's the lowest. Okay, but I'll say, before we get to the scores, I enjoyed this movie. In the 80 minutes of laughter and joy came me with my friends, then I've enjoyed a lot of serious art house pictures or Michael Bay films or superhero movies that say the same origin story every time over and over again. And that's just me. So thank you, Pocket Ninjas. Okay, well, your credibility shot on this show. <laughs> Uh, score time. It always happens with one of us. <laughs> score time. Uh, we always start with the guest. One to ten, and you could do half values. I'm gonna go last. Okay, no. that's fair. Okay. Samantha? I'm giving it a one. Yeah, I'm giving it a one. Three. You are... <laughs> <laughs> Give it a three. Well, yes. Get, tell me what those points are for. Break down those points. <laughs> Every time they repeated the first montage. <laughs> Five no, over I, three is still an average score of 1.67, which means it must be destroyed. Now, if you're new to the podcast, you know that this is the second movie we're destroying this year already. Uh, themed-based destruction, so... For Who's Your Caddy, we're going to go to a driving range and hit it with a golf club. Uh, for Pocket Ninjas, I think we should go to a dojo or somebody that has some kind of karate training. And they hit should, it with some nunchucks. Yeah, yeah. We, should, we, should, we should beat this up with some martial arts equipment. Oh, Steve, Steve has some nunchucks. Steve definitely has nunchucks. Take us out back and hit it with nunchucks. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. We'll beat this movie with some nunchucks. Um, What's the... Just be a two or under. So if I gave it a five, what is that? If you give it a... Th- if you gave it a five... I'm going to shove it down your throat so it lives with you for the rest of your life. You won't be able to digest it properly. Okay. Yeah. It has to be destroyed. It has, This has to be destroyed. And now we know this on YouTube, you can always watch it. So it's not like it's like gone from the, the world forever. It exists out there right. in the ether. You're right. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing us this, this movie. Okay. Yes. I, I will continue throughout our lives to make... Feed you the gifts you gave me over our lives back to you mm-hmm. in, in ways that you don't like. I think next time you're here, you know what I think we should do if you don't bring us something? What? Uh, I think Corbin Blue's Freestyle is next. Oh. He, gave us, he, he bought us four copies of that for Christmas. I did. Several years ago. And Fantastic. They're, they're all sitting up next to each other. We actually made the rule when we made the podcast that uh, I made four freestyle cards, so we actually will have to watch it four times on the podcast. That's the rule. We own the copies, so we have to do it. That's great. Yeah. I didn't agree to that rule. Well, you're not in charge. I am. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, to go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the other ones in our network. Like we said at the top, arcadeaudio.net slash the mullets for voting on the mullet awards, the best and the worst of 2017. Support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content and fun extras. Follow us on social media at Mary W. Movies on Twitter. 
Facebook.com slash MarriedWithMovies and MarriedWithMovies at gmail.com. Andrew, if you want people to find you online. No? Oh, perfect. Anything to plug, promote? Karate. Go to your local dojo, support. Watch some dickhead in an American flag jacket who's not even from this fucking country teach you how to throw the shittiest kicks known to man. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to do a Sean Mullins verse before we leave? About pocket ninjas? For Mullet. I do. I do. This is Mullet signing off for this week's episode of Married Moods. We'll catch you next time on the couch slash the movies. I'll do the one that I can air and then I'll do the one that I actually want to say. Uh, uh, his dad had a video camera set up in a warehouse. He's gonna throw some kicks and hang out with a mouse. Everything's gonna be alright. Ninja bye. She still lives with her mom outside the city. Down that street about a half a mile. friends tell her she's so pretty and she'd be a whole lot prettier if she smiled once in a while cause even her smile looks like a frown if she's seen her share of devils in this angel town Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.